Uh, yeah, so it was a it was a funny thing on this one um, when you reminded me. I guess after looking at my list, that it was uh, beer drinking songs, not just drinking songs. So I guess half my list ended up being whiskey, and uh, I had kind of forgot. I wasn't sure how Bloody Mary Morning fit into <laughs> a beer drinking <laughs> theme. Well, and I mean, you yeah, you politely reminded me about the beer drinking thing, and I, I guess what had happened is when I when I wrote this, I was I was on a plane. And I had no access to anything. And I was just like, it's it's drinking songs. And I just started writing drinking songs. That's almost a Dirk Bentley reference right there that you don't want to make. <laughs> I don't know Which it, you don't so know I can't it. make it. <laughs> drunk on the plane? Never mind. I was not on. drunk on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> it was very early in the morning. Anyways, you revised your list? Yeah, I started revising my list. And then I was pretty happy that you brought that up because it caused me to dig a bit deeper. And I found some cool beer drinking songs that had been kind of omitted from my first list just because... You know, I was like, ah, oh, there's so many drinks. I just started picking drinking songs off my, my playlist. And, and they were uh, alphabetical. They were alphabetical, yeah, originally. <laughs> which, uh, you know, it's not the worst thing. I'm glad you revised it because your first list was good, but your second list was really good. Yeah, I like A couple my... on there that I forgot about that I wished I had remembered <laughs> first. Well, yeah, me too. And I, I dug a bit deeper. That's, I think, what did it is I... I you're lucky uh, I had a canceled appointment today and it gave me those extra two hours to, uh, <laughs> to look at beer drinking songs. Well, let's get at it. All right. Country, country music. Yeah, so before we before we get right into uh, our little back and forth format of uh, our favorite drink, uh, beer drinking songs, um, another thing I was thinking of is just you know what makes a what makes a drinking song or a beer drinking song a you know a good song uh, to you or to I, and you know for me, it's it's got to be one of those things where it's like you know it gets you fired up, it gets you you know wanting to drink it puts you in that headspace and i mean it doesn't not exclusively right not exclusively no because there's also like a contemplative side to things yeah a hundred percent like chilling out having a beer not necessarily getting ready to party kind of stuff yeah yeah and it's it's whatever mindset that the song's intended to put you in does it does it put you in that mindset so you know if it doesn't then it's not going to be a good beer drinking song for you so there's got to be you know those those elements of the song that resonate with you um that i think put you in that mood so i think this will be a a cool thing to talk about because we're going to both get to you know reference what's in those songs that makes us feel that way and it's again like we always talk about you know cool thing with music how it just elicits those emotional responses and even when it comes to something as as funny or simple as just drinking beers elicits emotional responses (laughs) Oh, an emotional drinking response. That's what, yeah. What is it? Uh, EDR. EDR. It elic- <laughs> elicits an emotional drinking response. That's good. I like that. An EDR. Excellent. Well, let's get to some EDRs. My first EDR then. Hold on. Before we get to an EDR, we need something else. I found something for a you. A PBR? It's not a PBR. <laughs> that would make a lot of lyrical sense. But it's better than a PBR, and it's something that we don't have. What do you got? What are you digging into over there? Oh, shit. You got a cooler down there? I'm not sure what could be more Texas right now (laughs) or what could be more Austin than me pulling a Lone Star out of a Yeti cooler. Come on. Where'd you get a Lone Star? They just brought them into the liquor store now. What? That's me sliding a beer across the table that also tipped. Good thing. It's not a opening. table that's full of electronics equipment. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, we, we haven't had Lone Star in this province imported, I don't know, apparently like over 15 years. And somebody just started doing it again. So uh, I saw them and I knew we we're going to do this episode. Oh, man. This is a sign from God. I this don't is even know what to say right now. Yep. You know what? You know what? You know who this one's for? Well, it's for you, but this one's also for Dale Watson. Dale Watson. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, you're welcome. I was also trying to find a Dale Watson song to go with this, but I think in the mix of not having enough time slash 
he has a huge catalog and all the Dale Watson drinking songs I know are general drinking songs. Mm -hmm. I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head that was specifically beer drinking. So we will definitely feature a lot of Dale Watson in the future. Just yeah. If we do just a, we should do just a general drinking song uh, episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were talking about maybe doing a whiskey song episode as well too, but maybe yeah. we probably have enough material to do to, to uh, both. both. Yeah, just a whiskey one, but also a general let's drinking a, party. Let, song. Let's not this, let this define us, but we, you know, it's definitely something we're going to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm. I'm glad you brought me these lone tars. I was like pathetically drinking this like three percent. I'm on a, a detox, so I'm drinking three and a half percent beer. But what's, what's lone star? Four point nine. When I say detox, I, the the last beer I had was like three days ago. So it's not <laughs> like, you know. And that was a Scottish beer, so it was it high was. alcohol. Yeah, it was in the Scottish the Scottish airport, the Glasgow airport. Um, All right, so what's first on your list? Uh, Kick us off. Uh, what do I got? I, I'm going right off the get-go uh, with a, a heavy hitter, the Johnny Paycheck song called 15 Beers, which I think is a funny one. I also think just 15 beers in general it makes me laugh because it's not it's a normal... Yeah, it's very specific. So It almost sounds more autobiographical that way because it's it's not the round number of 12 or 24 or 6 yeah. in cases of beer. It's 15. Yeah, there's a story there. Yeah, like he wrote that the next morning. <laughs> like he... It Someone was, was like, exactly this many beers that caused this situation. It's it's more believable. I was like, yo, Johnny, you, you drank like 15 beers last night, man. Because <laughs> that's, I'm sure, how they talked. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you kind of know how they talk if you've seen, well, he's not in it, but a lot of his buddies and uh, what would you call them, contemporaries are in it. Have you watched the Mike Judge series? The oh, that Tales from the uh, Tour Bus? Uh, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. It is so good. I, I cheaped out. It was like I looked. I, I'm uh, when it comes to downloading and stuff. I'm I'm like I do it. You know I do it legally. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> so I went on to Apple and it was like I don't know like forty or fifty bucks for what? Like, yeah, it was ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Yeah, forty Apple. or fifty bucks for the <laughs> se- for the whole series. Yeah, I might be exaggerating, but I think that's how. I think much you it might was. be exaggerating. It I don't can't know. Be We're gonna look this up after. Okay. Okay, uh, so 15 beers. Um, what do I got to say about this song? I wanted to just do a brief little dive into some paycheck history if people don't know exactly who he is. Um, he was a pretty tragic character. He was an alcoholic, frequent prison time. Frequent prison tra- time. Um, this song came out in 1980, which is cool for me because that's the year I was born. Maybe a bit, uh, uh. bit of foreshadowing there. Foreshadowing to what? Me drinking 15 beers. Oh. <laughs> uh, he well, we're a couple deep already. You're well on your way. <laughs> he, uh, Johnny Paycheck died in 2003 at age 64. Um, his first record was released in 1958, but he didn't really experience any popularity until the 70s um, when the outlaw movement really started to pick up steam. Say, all this being said is that I... I wanted to say all this to get to a quote about the outlaw movement that I thought you would find absolutely hilarious. And I've been sitting on this gem for a while. Um, the quote is about the outlaw movement is when it became acceptable to look like hippies and act like pirates. And who said that again? Uh, it was just out of some magazine. It was nobody like when you say that, it just reminds me of like Willie Nelson. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I want that on a T-shirt, man. That, like, that would that would be dynamite. Look like a hippie, act like a pirate. If we, if we ever do merch, <laughs> that, that'll be on there. <laughs> it's it almost describes uh, like David Allen Co. too, like the way he looks with all his earrings. And actually, no, he's more like looks like a pirate. He acts looks like, a, like pirate. a clown. I think he's just a pirate. A pirate. <laughs> I think David Allen Coe's just a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, choice lyrics out of this. Uh, oh, wait, I had one more cool Johnny Paycheck fact. He was best friends with Sonny Barger, who was like one of, I think, the founding mem- members of Hell's Angels. Hmm. Um, okay, so choice lyrics. That makes sense. Uh, it took me 15 beers to get here. I don't know how many more until I leave. I'll take my change in tears and drink 15 beers. It's <laughs> a good lyric. <laughs> did, did you know that uh, he... If not started out, then very early on played uh, bass for George Jones. I did not know that. Yeah. There's some other stories that I 
trying to remember accurately, but I, I, f- I don't know if it was Ernest Tubb or no, maybe that's another, another artist. I feel like I remember him being very down and out and oh, he, somebody yeah. like giving him a, one of their suits and taking him on the road with them to play in the band as like a, a gesture of goodwill. Like, he was super talented, but he was clearly down and out. And so well, somebody... He, he hit the skids quite a few times, like in his career. He would, that was kind of the ongoing theme with him. He, he would get going and then he'd mess it up and then he'd get going and then he'd mess it up. And I think that was uh, the ongoing theme. I One quick uh, story that's pretty hilarious. Well, it, it, yeah, it's hilarious. Um, he shot a guy in the head with a twenty-two pistol because the guy offered to bring him a home-cooked meal of deer meat and turtle soup. And uh, Paycheck asked if he thought he was some kind of hick and then sh- shot him. He grazed him. He spent two years in prison for this and was pardoned by the governor. And uh, the the go- governor pardoning stuff pardoning stuff is hilarious to me when artists like just because they're musicians yeah. like like Lead Belly like. Lead Belly killed a guy. He pistol whipped a guy. He did all sorts of stuff. Lead oh, like, hell, he's just a good old boy. Let him out of that prison. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. He like, yeah. wrote a song for the governor. He was supposed to spend 35 years in prison for murder, and he got out in six. Cause well, he shit. Played a song that for the boy governor. That all right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, what's, your, uh, what's your first pick? My first pick would have to be what has become my five o'clock song. Oh, yeah. Which you know well because often we are both sitting at traffic on opposite sides of the city and uh, text it over to you. George Strait, twang. I think this is, I think the way this started being my five o'clock Friday song, and I can't take credit for it, it was probably a local radio station that did it, but I remember somebody, a, a DJ, announcing it's five o'clock work week's done here comes the weekend and then playing off that song just kicking it off right at five o'clock and when i get off work on friday after after working like a dog all week i go to meet the boys for a cold one at a little joint up the street they got a jukebox in the corner full of old country tunes beat it five dollars worth of quarters is the first thing i always do because I need a little twang, a little hillbilly bending on some guitar strings, some pedal steel whining like a, whi- like a whistle of an old fa- freight train. To get that foot stomping, honky-tonking feeling going through my veins, I need a little twang. Man, that is, that's 5 o'clock Friday. You, you made this my 5 o'clock Friday song. That but is, I had other ones in my in my queue, you know, and you you did this. It's not me. It's George Strait, man. He, <laughs> he just like usurps everybody. This is like windows down, cranked up, work done, weekend coming, five o'clock Friday song. What more do you want? Cold beer, meet your buddies, honky tonk, twang, done. I, I love uh, <laughs> windows down. Like in, in this city, it's it's funny because it's like yeah, I mean, there's obviously some country fans around, but when you're in like the downtown core, like we are, it's you don't get a lot of like uh, <laughs> yeah, and like y- you drive a truck, I drive a truck, and oftentimes we're both probably just driving. They're probably like, who are these two guys? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just cry. What I, in tarnish? <laughs> I crank a lot of uh, Travis Tritt. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's another. Those are some of my like Friday Friday afternoon bangers. What, what's what's a uh, what's, what's a Sean Travis Tritt? pick here's a quarter is like uh, oh, one of yeah. my favorites uh yep. like whiskey ain't working like yeah, any yeah. of them really yeah <laughs> excellent yeah glad to hear that all right uh where are we going next i guess i'll throw down you got anything else you want to uh oh yeah actually um we if you don't mind because are you- i don't want to dance all over the whole podcast with george Strait interruptions everywhere is that not? I thought that was your whole shtick. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to work on that. I'm seeing a therapist. <laughs> I'm trying to wean myself down. Uh, is it a honky tonk therapist? Honky tonk therapist. That's what George they call Strait me addiction. In some circles. <laughs> in some circles. <laughs> uh, so maybe we'll just call this the George Strait segment of the show, and I'll keep it to a a tight three here. Oof. Yeah. Um, So next one up, I would call uh, Six Pack to Go. It's, I don't think it was on any full out albums. The the one I got it from, and I haven't seen it on another one, so somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's only on Out of the Box. 
And it, or maybe unless it was on the Hank Thompson record. Because that's a Hank Thompson song, right? Yeah, it is a Hank Thompson song. But George Strait did a duet with Hank Thompson called Six Pack to Go. And man, is that an awesome song. Hey, bartender, please don't be so slow. I got time for one more round and a six pack to go. Back when you could actually take a six pack to go. Sure, back when, but also in some places you still can. Well, I guess with all the breweries and what now. What well, not now? But what not now? Yeah, what not now. But <laughs> no, you're, you're, yeah, you're right about that. I guess I'm more thinking of the places that um, you have like open drinking laws outside. Like I, I, but they're not I selling you I, a six pack. They'll sell you whatever you want. That's true. You can they, buy they like can do off sales. Yeah, you could buy in Vegas those drinks. They're like five feet tall. Yeah, I've I've never been to New Orleans, but I know that's a thing there. But I've been to uh, Savannah. Okay, and the whole the historic district of Savannah, you can take drinks you can to take go. a six pack to go. You can take right. whatever to go. I like that song. Hank Thompson is just a treasure trove of drinking songs. Yeah, to be honest, I don't know a huge. I don't have a huge repertoire of his. What I know, I really like, but I should do a deeper dive into Hank Thompson. There's a really good like, I don't know, I don't. It's like a best of, but it's like it's ridiculous. Like there's like 50, 60 songs on the album, um, and uh, yeah, there's some really good stuff on there. It gets a bit those old timey songs. They kind of meld into each other, yeah. but there's a lot of really good gems on there. Uh, so to finish off the Your trifecta, trifecta of the George Strait segment, trifecta. What we kind of mentioned there before that beer drinking songs don't necessarily need to be the rowdy, pump you up, ready for a rager night. Uh, they can be the contemplative kind of things where you're just sitting around having a heart to heart, chatting, chilling on your own, whatever you want. Oh, I know where you're going with this one. Cold beer conversation. Yeah. So just a couple old boys, a little time well wasted, trying to figure out life, trying to figure out girls. Trying to f- find our place in this crazy old world. Little truth, little frustration, little cold beer conversation. I thought you were just riffing there, and then I realized you were saying lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, w- I wish I wish I could take credit for that. I'd, I'd be living in a bigger house than this <laughs> if uh, I had written that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I love that, and that's something about George that I also dig. Uh, in addition to everything. Um, He's just got this laid-back, chill style. He's, he's got some party tunes, like Twang. He's definitely letting rip for a Friday night, but just a whole lot of like restrained, awesome chill. Just like thoughtful, time to chill out and just like hang with the boys, sit on the porch, open a beer, think about life. And I think that, and I, I think when we talk about like what you were mentioning earlier, where you're wondering like what is a good beer drinking song we so often think about like the party songs Mm -hmm. but like in the ratio of how many beers you drink say in a week or in your life how many well i guess in volume it would be more in partying but in (laughs) occasions in occasions of opening like starting to have a beer like Uh Like after work, chilling out, like on your porch, et cetera. Like that's pretty frequent as opposed to like a big Friday night or a big Saturday night. So it's almost in like a statistical (laughs) sense, these kind of. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) These kind of beer songs are just as relevant. I'm just eating popcorn over here, just just (laughs) think. (laughs) Oh, you you know what? Because I I was thinking about the, I forgot about this uh, for this song. I was thinking, and this kind of actually lends some cadence to your point. Credence. Um, Cadence? Credence, yes. Credence. Um, Was that uh, it's an important distinction uh, in the male relationship world Mm. between, hey, man, do you want to go for a beer? Or, hey, man, do you want to go out tonight? And this is what, like, this cold beer conversation is, right? It's, It's having a beer. Uh, with a friend and you know there's it's a connotation there's a connotation to, yeah it's code word for like i got some shit i need to talk about yeah let's chill out yeah and it, you, it's not gonna be one beer but that's the way that you you know you describe it when you want to actually talk it's, it's it's an important distinction we, we've had this situation between us before yeah 100 percent. and it's like it, it's not like hey do you want to go for coffee yeah hey, you want to go like, talk yeah <laughs> hey i i need to talk about some things <laughs> 
You'd be like, what do you, you have syphilis? Like, yeah. what, what do you need to talk about? <laughs> and instead, it's just, hey, you want to get a beer? Yeah, and it's 100% everyone knows what that that's means. That's it. And that's, that's cold beer conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's trying to figure out life, trying to figure out girls, trying to find our crazy place in this old world. A little truth, a little frustration, a little cold beer conversation. That's, George, that is every time. Poetry right there. All right, I gotta. I gotta try I actually and... don't know who wrote that song, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was him and his boy Dean Dillon. I started. I, I was going down that road a little bit for um, most of these songs, kind of taking out who wrote it and blah blah. blah. I'm like, ah, it's it's too much of a deep dive. It's just like we're just talking about the song itself. I'm gonna Google it. Yeah, Google away. Uh, in the meantime, I will talk about what am I at here? I guess I'm only at my second song. Uh, I'm gonna talk about the beer song by Jamie Johnson. Ooh. Um, this one is, of the only songs on your list that I didn't know or don't still know. I couldn't listen to it. It's not on Spotify. Well, it, it's it was off uh, like his first first. It, I wouldn't even. It's not even really an official album. I guess it was called "They Call Me Country." Uh, it's no longer available. I think it went out of print a long time ago. It was never re released. It was like 2002. It came out. Um, but it's a really cool like. It, it's got a cool throwback vibe. And as I'm saying this, I was just wondering like. You know that song uh, he has between Jennings and Jones? Oh yeah, I it's love off that song. Of, uh, I don't remember what album that living that that lonesome song maybe that that album. Uh, he references uh, something something they shelved all his songs like some earlier album. I wonder if he's talking about this album, but I guess maybe not because if it was released at some point, maybe that's what they. I don't know. Anyways, sometimes artists I find just those old albums that weren't really indicative of their um, current, you know status or songwriting or whatever they they tend to just shelve that stuff or not or not make it released anymore not re-release it anyways um it's a cool throwback song and it's a really good drinking song uh he likens drinking to to religion uh where where his his daddy's saying we all have something that we must believe and he tried to instill that malik tried to instill that in me well i believe i'll have me a beer because it ain't sold in heaven you gotta buy it right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cold. He's uh, he's a pretty prolific dude as well, too. He, I feel like he never really achieved the success as an artist that he should have. He's not, he he didn't but put out music at a quick enough pace. That was the problem. Is it? Well, I don't know. Look at like what was the last thing he the last thing he put out was that Hank uh, Cochran he, tribute, which was like yeah five six years but ago. He writes so much. He's written for all kinds. Of, he wrote for George Strait. Like he he's written for all kinds of people. Yeah, and I mean when you, such like uh, speaking of which prolific looking, like respected songs as like uh, honky tonk badonkadonk. <laughs> I keep forgetting that he wrote that song. And I you will keep, keep remind- reminding you. <laughs> <laughs> Just as I start saying he's so prolific and an artist's artist and a writer, that gets reminded. So I'm looking at the All Music page for the the George's record of uh, Cold Beer Conversation because it was the title track. Well, you don't want to talk about Honky Tonk Badonk Tonk anymore? No, but uh, I'm looking at the fifth track on that. It's called Something Going Down, which was written by Jamie Johnson. So nice little circle in there on that. But Cold Beer Conversation was not written by him or Dean Dillon. It was Al Anderson, Ben Hayslip, and Jimmy Yuri. Hmm. No people that I know. No, me neither. But uh, yeah, looking down this list, like on this record, there's Jamie Johnson, Brandy Clark, I Dean Dillon, Bill Anderson, Whispering Bill Anderson Whispering that we saw at the Opry. <laughs> he and okay, so to dial it in even more, Whispering Bill uh, had a song on one of uh, Jamie Johnson's albums too. I think it was what the hell was it called? I think it was called the was it the guitar song? So that's the album, but there was a song called that too, and I think Whispering Bill was on that. He's like this um, elder state. El, yeah, yeah. Whispering Bill is like this elder statesman of a bygone era that <laughs> played with in like Loretta Lynn's band and everything. Like somebody he makes me laugh. Somebody that knows everybody that's done and seen everything yeah. from nearly the beginning, and now is one of the most interested people in like collaborating with young artists and young writers. And like you see his name all over everything today, and it's crazy. That, Things that you wouldn't song, expect. That guitar song is uh, its interesting because it's like the song's written from the perspective of the, of the guitar. 
and like going from like artist to artist goes to like a pawn shop and whatever else it's a good tune yeah um, i need to check it out i don't know it. all right i'm gonna move on from this and i'll, I'll do another one yep. since you did a couple in a row there um what else i got oh uh bubbles in my beer which mm. i'm taking the willie nelson uh version just what? because uh I, I like that version and the other version like I had Wills. was well, and, and the other version I had was Hank Thompson, who I thought originally, uh, I thought he, it just sounded like a Hank Thompson song. I thought he wrote it. So I, uh, but Bob Wills wrote it, didn't he? So kind of. Um, so Tom Duncan and Bob Wills uh, came to this songwriter in 1947. Her name was uh, Cindy Walker, and then and and they brought this song to her because she was a pretty prolific songwriter, and they said, "Can you can you write this?" And was she ever an artist? Um, like a few little things out there. And I'm then Googling her. Uh, yeah, so I quickly looked it up and there was an album that was like almost jazzy that I, I don't know if it was her. It seems like it could be a common name, but she apparently really shunned uh, the spotlight. She was just a true songwriter. Like the quote I read from her daughter was just like she'd get up at dawn and she'd just do a full shift of songwriting and then she'd just go about her day. Uh, she wanted nothing to do with like the the public eye not a lot was known about her because of that but she wrote hundreds of songs <laughs> and specifically uh bob wills and his texas playboys recorded more than 50 of her songs Holy crap it's wild right yeah the quick snippet on wikipedia is cindy walker 1918 to 2006 was an american songwriter as well as a country music singer and dancer as a popular songwriter, writer, Walker was responsible for a large number of popular and enduring songs recorded by many different artists. Yeah, she was a Never very prolific her. songwriter. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's I thought that was pretty badass. Um, and then I was I oh, found it looks her. like there's a bunch of videos of her as well. Interview. Oh, we'll with link like them. The Grammy Foundation. I have no idea what they say. All right, we'll put some links to uh, Cindy Walker. Um, I found. I wish I had a link or a video of her saying this quote, because this is, could possibly be one of the best quotes I've ever heard. Um, this was her reaction to when Bob Wills and Tom Duncan uh, called her up and said, pitched the idea of the Bubbles in the Beer song, Bubbles in My Beer. Um, <laughs> her, as she later recalled, I couldn't have been more surprised if he had hit me in the face with a wet squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, after that, I was I was sold on her. Um, I'm I'm using this this saying is becoming part of my vernacular from now on. Daily, uh, I'm gonna, yeah, daily. I'm gonna try to like use it daily, and uh, that's how you're supposed to work things in. Is like make a habit out of using <laughs> daily. Like, I, wasn't that the deal with like word of the day toilet paper? Yeah, where you try use that word in a sentence multiple <laughs> times that day to ingrain it. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, they they obviously recorded the song and uh, it became one of the all-time great barroom weepers, as they call it. Hmm. Um, I won't say a whole lot more about this. Uh, I just, I love how, like, you get a lyric like, and I know that my life's been a failure watching the bubbles in my beer. And I love how old country songs have the power to be so depressing lyrically, yet so upbeat musically. Like, yep. you you can just throw, you, you throw a, if you throw a lyric down like that in like a depressing, like, folk song, like, People are gonna be like, "Oh my God!" Like, shoot me, yeah, shoot yeah. me. But you got a honky tonk piano going, like everything's like upbeat and hilarious. I'm dancing in my chair right now, and it's um, that like drawn out dichotomy of like heartbreaking lyrics with like upbeat swing that you almost don't know how to feel that it yeah. almost exaggerates the feels. Well, and I love these old timey drinking songs, or like the same way that I love old time like uh, heartbreak songs. I always like to picture like what's actually was going on back then, like. Were they that different? Like, yeah, whatever this was maybe, I don't know, when was this done? What did I say, 47? Um, hangovers are still the same. Being drunk was still the same. Like, being depressed was still the same. They were still just human beings with brains in their heads. Like, was it just exactly the same? They just couldn't binge watch Netflix for the day? They just, <laughs> I don't know, what, what would you do with a really bad hangover in 1947? I just lay in bed? Have a smoke and go for a walk? I guess. That's very Sunday morning coming down. It is, yeah. Smell of someone frying chicken. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, I, I I like Willie's version because I like he he maintained the honky tonk barroom kind of sound too. He kept the piano, everything it does else. Does have kind of a saloony, brothely kind of feel to yeah. it. Yeah. All right. What do you uh, What do you got next? Going to uh, throw back to some of my formative beer drinking music. Um, 
well, maybe not early formative, but this is this reminds me of high school every time. Packed into a car or truck or minivan, whatever parents' vehicle was around with our fake IDs, making a run to the beer store, everybody singing this cranked up. It became a bit of a theme song because it came out, I can't remember when, like let's say maybe 2000, 2001, some point when we were in high school. And it's Garth Brooks and George Jones on Beer Run. B double E double R U N. I wish I, this is like, I wish I would have yeah. picked this one. Oh, <laughs> man. And I've never looked at the lyrics on it, but I feel like it is meant to be the turn of phrase on, like, obviously they're spelling out beer run, but switching up to B double E double R U N. Yep. And oh, man, just. Great it's tune. So clever, right? Yeah. Uh, awesome song. Do we it, who wrote this? Do we know who wrote this? I don't, but... Okay, you uh, keep going. I'll, yeah, I'll... You, you Google that. Uh, but it was also one of the songs that... Because I never had a close relationship to George Jones's music growing up because uh, my, my dad's records were more along the lines of Christofferson, Waylon, Willie, Johnny Cash, but somehow no George Jones in there. But he was always on the radio. I knew who he was, but I hadn't really personally explored it as a kid. And this was one of the songs that really kick-started me thinking about George Jones and looking into his back catalog more than a few of the major songs that everybody knows, White Lightning and everything like that. So on, on top of being a hugely formative beer-drinking song in my life, uh, it was also really what kind of kick-started George Jones for me as well, too, which is formative in my country music life. You find something there? We're going to we're gonna have to delve deeper because there's a, a weird interview with, like, Todd Schneider about, like, apparently Garth Brooks ripping it off. Anyways, let's not ripping go Ripping it off? Yeah. Garth Brooks ripping it off, ripping something off. That sounds <laughs> antithetical to his hard defense of putting nothing on the internet to defend from ripping off. Okay, you you jump down that rabbit hole. I'll, I'll uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I've got one more while we're sticking on the theme. Oh, of okay, I'll Garth continue Brooks. researching then. Yeah, hit up all music. That's where you find all the credits. Uh, so my next one is uh, "Long Neck Bottle" by Garth Brooks as well. Um, that is one that. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Just where where I don't have the lyrics pulled up here now, but singing about long necks, long neck bottle, don't let go of my hand, or please let go of my hand. I don't know. It's a heavy, upbeat, swinging, beer drinking, long neck bottle tune, and that's one that I often somehow seem to forget about, but then it comes on the radio, and it's always that shit. How do I always forget about this song? I need to like keep it front and center on a playlist, and now it is. My only issue with this song. You really have to scat over the over the solo? Yeah. Man, he scat all over that solo. <laughs> <laughs> He's bebopping and scatting. <laughs> it's not the worst thing he's done in his career. There was a Chris Gaines. <laughs> there was a Chris Gaines moment. <laughs> oh yeah, he scat all over that too. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Moving, moving on. on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> oh, since we're taking the high road here, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get into one of my more poetic uh, beer drinking songs. It's called a uh, beer, weed, and cooches. I wish, so you said you wish you would have first thought of uh, Beer Run. I wish I would remembered this one first for the list. <laughs> I you didn't think about song. old Wheeler Walker. Eh? Old Wheeler never. Oh, man. <laughs> and there he comes. That, this song is so good musically and lyrically. Aside from how vulgar it is, and that's the biggest I'm, thing. I'm actually crying over <laughs> Like, and that's the thing about Wheeler is that he turns off so many audiences because of his vulgar sexuality in all of his songs. But if you don't care or if you can get past that, the songwriting quality and like the rhyming and the lyrical genius of it 
plus the hardcore, real country honky tonkness of all of his songs, like he's a serious artist who doesn't get taken seriously because of the well, seventy percent of his lyrics are. Mm-hmm. And I, I would have to agree with that. And it's like I, I found, you know, I love this first album because I found his shtick got like a little bit old, like after the first. I don't know, after that first album, kind of. But this song was was pretty funny. This whole album was really good. Um, I, I give it props, too. He references uh, a Sturgill Simpson song in this song. Um, he references Turtles All the Way Down, which I think is cool, because I know he he's a big Sturgill fan. And, you know, he's... Like, Wheeler Walker Jr. is actually, like, a champion for country music, like, for real, authentic country music. So, Do you ever listen to his podcast? Uh, no, you've told me about it before, and I've been meaning to, to get into it and just... Uh, so to really find out how much of a champion he is for real country music, you got to listen to his podcast. The third season, you can totally... I think it's third season? Whatever the last one is, you can totally disregard because it's just more or less him answering fan mail. But the first one or the first two, it's all him on interviews with all kinds of people. He's got Billy Joe Shaver, Dirks Bentley... Uh, a really great one with uh, Shane McNally, one of the top writers in Nashville today who's written songs for like very legit people and then also very pop country people like um, Body Like a Backroad, Sam Hunt. He co-wrote that, but then he co-wrote a whole bunch of like legit stuff like Leanne Womack and things like that. So this guy is just like, maybe we should have a, a our favorite songwriters episode. That's a good idea. Okay, let's like write that down. Let's, yeah, let's pencil that because he would be on that list. But this episode is hilarious, and there's so much good, interesting material in there. With and anyways, I digress. But check out that podcast. I'll. Uh, I'm gonna move on, but I re- like if anyone if anyone's listening doesn't um, know who Wheeler Walker Jr. is, he basically he was a comedian who just started putting out these awesome country albums like i think it was kind of a contrived thing but because he totally switched personality yeah he went from like ben whatever his last name is yeah, to, to wheeler yeah. like and it, it, it was very contrived i don't think anyone's gonna argue that but what it turned into was this pretty cool thing where like andrew was saying it's like musically it's amazing he had really good players the songs turned out really cool uh if you're sensitive to you know, hardcore, like, sexual and crass vulgarity. vulgarity. Like, I've got um, on Spotify his <laughs> second <laughs> give, give album. Give us a rundown. Old we- Wheeler is his second album. Say it in, like, an announcer voice, though. Old Wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not at all. That's like no, a that's, strip club. No, I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do my best, Bill. Do, Cody. like, a Ted Koppel impression. A Ted Koppel? <laughs> <laughs> I think I hate Ted Koppel. <laughs> Oh no! Wait, I find him informative and witty. <laughs> yes, we got a Simpsons. <laughs> okay, well, go check. We've got our <laughs> Simpsons reference for today. Uh, number one, Pussy King. Mm-hmm. Number two, fucking around. Ah, Puss in Boots. Finger up my butt. Oh, I forgot about finger up my butt. <laughs> Summer. Not a finger up my butt. I just forgot about a song. <laughs> Summers in Kentucky. Ah, uh, drunk sluts. Mm-hmm. Ain't enough dick to go around. It's a recurring problem. <laughs> if my dick is up, why am I down? Uh, who hasn't dealt with that? <laughs> Pictures on my phone and poon. Mm. Mm. So those are the titles <laughs> of his second last album. The Shakespeare of our generation. All of which are exactly what they sound like they would be. But I think the gem in there which often gets brought up in his podcast, mostly by other artists and like super legit artists. He even talks, I think he talks to Leanne Womack and other people like that. In you're it, you're talking he, about finger my butt? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Summer's in Kentucky. And the commentary on that song so often is like, man, did Wheeler go straight? Is this like a real song? Like I'm listening to this thinking like, okay, this is going to be on the radio. And then the chorus kicks in and you're like, oh, (laughs) there he is. (laughs) So good. Oh, that's funny. That was a good, uh, he's he's always good for a laugh, obviously. All right. uh, What am I going to do? I'll uh, I'll jump into one more here. Do it. Um, This was one of the ones that I I revisited when uh, I I redid my list today. And I'd forgot about this song. Um, 
It's uh, Beer, Bait, and Ammo by George Jones. Mm. Um, it's a Kevin Fowler song, but this song's hilarious, and it, it was on like this like fishing like fishing song compilation called All Gone Fishing. This is why I, this was another one I couldn't listen to on your list because I, I don't have that compilation. And I only know this as a Mark Chestnut song. I've never heard of Kevin Fowler, and uh, so I it, haven't heard the George Jones version. It was written by Fowler, and then um, I, I guess Chestnut is like uh, he's – brought it into his live show repertoire so i think a lot of people just assume it's his kevin fowler like i don't know i don't know a lot whole lot about him either i know uh but he's got a bunch of kind of funny songs he's got a really hilarious song out there called don't touch my willy and it's about like bringing a girl Sounds home it's kind of foul it's a little fouler than most <laughs> fouler. <laughs> uh it's about like bringing a girl home and telling her she wants to put on music and you say go ahead and then she touches like his willy Goes record right, yeah and he's like, no, I see no, where no, this no. is going. <laughs> Anyways, we'll revisit that later. Uh, but yeah, this beer bait and ammo song is pretty hilarious. Um, what are the, there's some choice lyrics here? Um, okay, so uh, he stops at a place called Bubba's, uh, where the sign says beer bait and ammo and everything in between. Um, he <laughs> he talks about how Bubba, uh, or sorry, he talks about the smell of the place. <laughs> the lyric is. Was it the catfish bait or something Bubba ate or the pickled eggs on the shelf? <laughs> like, we've all been into those places, eh? Have we? <laughs> well, you've been to Texas. Yeah, it's well, I I feel like that's less. In of Christ, a Texas I'm from Northern Ontario. More, yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's more of a Louisiana kind of thing. Yeah, it could be Florida. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a pretty hilarious song, just about you know you need the things all at once. You know, you need fishing bait. You need ammo. I mean, you don't need beer, obviously. Um, Just opened a fresh Lone Star. <laughs> Lone Star. But yeah, I, I was reading a little bit about the song. Apparently, it's been adapted as a bit of a of a Texas anthem. So, really? Yeah. I don't know. That's the best anthem to have, but no, particularly when you've got uh, Bob Wills. Uh, well, as the, as the internet says, who knows what the reliability deep is? deep in the heart of Texas? Yeah, I don't know why I blanked on that for a second. Does Bob Will say, oh, in that oh, song? <laughs> For sure. What song doesn't he say that? It's <laughs> how you know it's a Bob Will song. <laughs> All right, what, uh, what's next on your, uh, your list? Well, since I just opened a beer can, I might go with Luke Combs and Beer Ken. Okay, okay. So, Is this I, like Beer Can or Beer Can? It's both. Okay. That's his gotcha. little play on words there. Got it. I think I, think I just I understood assume. that. I don't want to speak for him, but uh, I've become a quick fan of this guy in all of our. Have we talked about him in the previous episodes? A I think we bit? talked about him in. We did. Yeah, we 100 percent did. I think it was the uh, bridging the gap. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. So in terms of today's country, where there's so much shit, but an increasing, uh, we'll call it uh, maybe. A critical mass. Ah. There is, it seems to me like there's becoming a critical mass of more legit country. And we know there's been amazing country music always underground, but we're talking specifically radio play more mainstream here. There's becoming a more critical mass of legit people on the radio that, that we haven't seen in a little while. And Luke Holmes is one of the people I think really leading that charge, at least on the male side of things. And he currently has a song that is killing it on the charts. Um, or was it just on the charts? I don't know. Very recently, Beer Never Broke My Heart. I think it's still rising. I like actually. that song. Yeah, it's a really good song. That like ripping guitar riff and banjo is like, I like that song. Yeah, he uh, love it. And that can also fit into this conversation. Beer never broke my heart. It's a good drinking song. It's a little bit upbeat. It's 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 a good it's, throwback kind of yeah, too. It's a, for a Friday night song for sure. I like this better Everything, than beer can. I find you like beer never broke my heart better than beer can. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a. I feel like beer can is a bit pandering to maybe like bro country, and it's a bit uh, like the bro country crowd, and, I, and maybe a little formulated. Yeah, but I I do like. I'd agree with that. Uh, beer never broke my heart is a awesome song yeah I, I would say overall musically or as a song artistically beer never broke my heart for sure is a better song he lists off everything that broke his heart girls etc um but beer never broke his heart it's one thing he can rely on yeah it's kind it's of the theme tune. of it but beer can is i think a little more specifically for today's conversation because really let's 
let's not kid ourselves here. We're not when you're talking about ripping open a Friday night with a pile of beers, you're not necessarily looking for the poet laureates and like the finest poetry known to mankind. That's a fair point. Yeah. That's so point. when you've got it's Friday night, yeah, here's the plan. I'm gonna throw back a couple and keeping uh, keeping it glued to my right hand, any flavor, size, or brand until the point where I can't stand. No, nothing picks me up like a beer can. Yeah, like that's a John Prine cover, right? <laughs> You know what? <laughs> That's actually kind of an insightful little comment there. I think it's a little more cra- like John Prine would definitely be more artistic about it, but <laughs> like he but he's also like bluntly straightforward, like frying up chicken and beans in the kitchen kind of like uh, un- what you would call almost unapologetic. Yeah. Like raw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's good call. All nice right. little observation there. So those are my two little shout outs for uh, two different Luke Combs beer drinking songs. All right, I, I'm gonna rip through a, a, a funny one here. I, it's not like it, it's a good song. I, I think it's a good drinking song. I just I, I find it a bit funny. It's called "Drink Canada Dry" by David Allen Coe, and I'm gonna get into a bit of a double meaning on this song because I think it's hilarious. Um, so this came out in like 90, 1999 on one of his albums. Um, pretty standard uh, David Allen Coe like musical lyrical perspective, whatever. It's pretty hilarious because he's talking about drinking Canada dry, um, as in like drinking the country dry, I guess. Um, and but he references, uh, "I'm gonna live that Miller High life. Uh, I'll be there with my held, hand held up when they say this bud's for you. I'm gonna win that Path Blue Ribbon." They're all American beers, so I'm like, "You couldn't have thrown a can." So then I started questioning, like, "Is he talking about like is there a, is there a city in the U.S. called Canada?" So I looked it up. And uh, I'm like, is there one in like Texas or something? No, there's one in, there's a city in Kansas called Canada. But I'm like, there's no way he's writing an entire song about Canada, Kansas. So it's got to be about the country Canada. He could have at least given a shout out to something basic like Molson. Yeah. Or Labatt, something. (laughs) (laughs) It's like flagship Canadian, like dirty beers, dad beers. So then (laughs) the other thing that came up that I found out is that, uh, it's incredibly hard to search Drink Canada Dry without yielding a ton of search results about Canada Dry ginger ale, which was uh, invented in 1890 by chemist Robert McLaughlin <laughs> as a far less sweet alternative to the existing ginger ales in the market. Oddly enough, Canada Dry is now owned by American company Dr. Pepper. But I digress. <laughs> you sure do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, we should fire off a few more here because um, I think we're we've probably each got a few more on our list that we want to plow through. Mm-hmm. Um, having a quick look and oh yeah, quick mention to not going to go through the lyrics of this because it is all beer drinking, honky tonk, party time. But quick shout out to Beer Thirty by Brooks and Dunn. Huh. Like. That's that's not even getting ready to go. That's once you're going. Mm-hmm. This is this is hitting the nitrous. This is like the fourth gear. This is the honky tonk party time song. Um, but one that is a getting ready song. I really think about this as a like a outback barbecuing song. Yeah, go, go ahead. Just quick one. I'm beer thirty. Do you know there's a beer in the states called beer thirty? No. Yeah, it, it's hilarious. It's actually called beer thirty, and it is. Hold on, hold on. This is blowing my mind. Yeah. Is that beer? I don't know. Created following the song? <laughs> oh or yeah, is this hundred percent? Okay, so this song isn't well, no, about actually, that beer. I, I can't say hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure. But I was at a festival and everyone just kept saying beer thirty, and I was like, yeah, I know it's beer thirty, like because you know we say that as like it's time to drink, like, but they were all just like trying to get a beer. Yeah, and it's the worst cans I've ever seen. It looks like grape soda. Anyways, we'll look it up after. We'll, we'll link it. Wow. Yeah, I always just thought it was. <laughs> Beer right. 30, drinking time. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, I was saying, uh, more of a barbecuing Friday night, not rager party song, but something else for getting primed is Zach Brown Band Chicken Fried. You know I like my chicken fried, cold beer on Friday night. Cold beer the, on Friday night. And the radio on. <laughs> um, you can't not like this song it's one of the catchiest songs totally i feel like it starts to get a bad vibe that rolls in the direction of um wagon wheel 
for like when people play it at a bar and everybody knows it. Everybody sings along so hard and that's great. I don't even know why. Like, I shouldn't even know this. I don't like Zach Brown Band. I don't have an issue really? with Really? So let me correct that. I have no major issue. I'm just like, I can't get that into his stuff. Oh, man. So I don't. I don't put Zach Brown band in a fully honky tonk context. He's like, somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And I, I still fully consider his music country, but yes. very much radio country and maybe vocally some of the most talented, like Zach Brown band follows Alabama for like best harmony band in like modern country history. I'll agree with that hundred percent. It's so crazy good. And I probably have, 15 songs of theirs I like. Actually, let's mention Toes as well. Um, toes in the Water, Ass in the Sand, uh, Cold Beer in My Hand, like another great beer drinking song. Um, but yeah, th- th- these guys, I... That Toes song's got a good vibe. I'd like, oh yeah. I'd drink some beers like on a, on a dock or in the sand to that song. And I think they start to lean almost um, in a Kenny Chesney-ish direction with very much a southern keys or mexico sunny sand water uh vibe yeah a little jimmy buffett yeah in the margaritaville jimmy <laughs> buffett kenny chesney boats beaches caribbean i've never kinda. complained when zach brown has come on yeah so put it that way i've, I've never never put it on myself but i've never complained when it's come on yeah uh, fair enough yeah and f- from someone who is like very much your background of country that's like much more hardcore and underground than that's that's also saying quite a bit for it. Um, yeah, okay, that's all I have to say about that. Good right. song. Um, I'm going to get into one of my favorites, a uh, honky-tonk song by George Jones. Oh, yeah. I've referenced this song before. I think it was in our Straight versus Jones yep. episode. This um, is your Bender song. This is my full-on uh, Bender song. We didn't hear this once in Nashville, which was your last Bender. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I drunkenly said something about that to you. And you just like shrugged it off. Yeah, I, I probably wasn't even understanding English yeah. at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, my last bender was Scotland, but it wasn't as bad as Nashville. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we didn't hear it. And that's, you know, th- you know what? It probably would have made things worse if we heard it. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And we didn't need that. Um, but yeah, it, it embodies everything Jones was about. It's like a song about, it's literally the song about him riding uh, his lawnmower to the bar because his wife took his car keys away. Um, I love like the lyric um, of ex- like he's explaining to the arresting officer, like if you don't, like when he gets arrested, it's like, if you don't mind, could you uh, drop me off at a bar <laughs> to the cop? And then I was like, I remembered as I was writing all this today or reading it all today, um, I'm like, man, there was a video for this song, wasn't there? And I looked up the video and I encourage everybody, we'll link it, but uh, everybody needs to look up this video. It's so cheesy and hilarious. Like at the very start, they're doing like surveillance on George Jones's property. And then you see him oh, yeah, like, yeah. jump seen, on the lawnmower. The yeah, yeah. And the guy's like, he's totally playing on his whole story of yeah, like riding a big time. Yeah. And then the cop's like, looks like I'm going to need some backup. Possum's at it again. <laughs> and the cops are hilarious, like Dukes of Hazard style bumbling idiots. And he like escapes. It really then, like, is Dukes of Hazard style. Yeah. And then yeah. he gets and then when he finally gets arrested, like at the end of it, he's got the whole police station, like inmates, cops, everybody's singing along. Yeah. It's the best video ever. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, great, um, great song. So a couple more to quickly throw in. Well, I guess it it's also pretty self-explanatory. Won't go too much into it, but a big honorable mention to Papa Top, which was, I believe, a George Jones song. Mm-hmm. And Alan Jackson covers, Alan Jackson version is the one that I particularly like. Um, but great song, self-explanatory. Papa Top again. And what I was really meaning to talk about there was uh, Alan Jackson also segueing George Jones to a George Jones song by Alan Jackson and then another Alan Jackson song, Good Time. Uh, so w- where are the lyrics to this song? G to the O, O to the D, T to the I, M to the E. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Shot of tequila, beer on, my, beer on tap, sweet southern woman set on my lap. What a song. This is a party tune and a half. I love it. 
I, I think back in the day, I was a little weirded out by that kind of auto-tune thing he has, like, good time. Yeah. And <laughs> you know what? Now I love it. it like, it's, it's almost in line. Like, th- this should actually go on that playlist uh, we were talking about, the Friday 5 o'clock playlist that follows Twang and Beer Run. Uh, maybe we'll make a playlist like this on Spotify, Friday, 5 o'clock. And oh, put yeah. It out there. Yeah. I'd listen to that. Uh, but it can't have Garth Brooks. Fuck. Garth Brooks, put your shit on Spotify. He's got nothing on... It's nothing nowhere. The only place he sells his music online is Amazon. And he's scrubbed the fucking internet clean. What about, uh, what about Chris Gaines? <laughs> <laughs> probably. It's probably <laughs> everywhere. And for free. <laughs> Um, in the gas station like bin where you like the cassettes <laughs> oh man <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyways let's uh let's not devolve this let's not episode <laughs> too far by going into chris Gaines. um what else you got a couple more any honorable mentions are we are we getting into just like quick rapid fire? Yeah, we should probably try wrap it up. And okay. any couple of things you have left over, or any stories or anything? Uh, what do I had? I, I just wanted to. Uh, there's a really good song uh, by a Canadian band called The Divorcees, uh, called The Lights of Town, uh, mm, or just called Lights yeah. of Town. Um, but it's it's one of my songs where it's like you put it on and it's just like it's a really cool Canadian kind of song, like uh, where it's talking about when you live in a small town, you're going into town. Yes, yeah. that Friday night after work kind of thing going into town. I and know about that. Just quickly rip through like a couple of references. Like they, they say some shit like uh, two fours in the back. Yeah, two four. Uh, they reference soda, which I don't. I think that's a Canadian thing, like talking about beer, like it's soda. Huh. Um, they, Must the be best a Northern Canadian thing. <laughs> Northern, yeah. The best thing they mentioned is uh, I'm going to do a hundred clicks in forty five, which is like not something many people would know, but it means basically I'm going to drive a hundred kilometers in forty five minutes, which is a pretty good feat. But if you if you've got some some wheels on you and you're ready to drink, then. <laughs> but uh, anyways, these guys are a great uh, a great band, and they also throw back uh, do a couple of throwbacks in it. He throws in a Waylon Jennings uh, whoop whoop in, uh, in the middle oh, of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, right. And uh, at one point, there's even a Haggard reference when he says, uh, "Then get me back to where I belong. Big city set me free." Oh, so yeah, I great. That uh, when you listen to it. Great song. Yeah. Um. Something that is not really specifically a beer song, but more of a drinking song. I don't know. Maybe I should save it for just a drinking song. Episode. Are we going to do a drinking song? Yeah, episode? we'll do a drinking okay, song. Never mind. Episode. I'm going to save that story for that. Um, so any quick honorable mentions left? What else did I not get to? Oh, Billy Currington, pretty good at drinking beer. That is something that is, I think, canonized in the beer drinking country music catalog uh you, you can't go without that one also eric church cold one something that wasn't one of his big hits i remember when it came out it i don't know how high it peaked it didn't do very well but it's one of my favorite songs of him ever um, i just i, I want to jump back quickly to billy currington yeah um what the hell is he like fully clothed with a hat on but soaking wet on the front of that album like did he go swimming fully clothed did he fall in the ocean i don't uh, understand I don't know the album cover you're talking about, but <laughs> both of those sound like <laughs> possibilities. I, I, I find this song uh, super cheese. Um, it's not my favorite. But one thing I will say about it is he makes a Hank Cochran uh, reference in it when he says, I don't do Windows. So I was like, that's pretty cool. Huh. Just do a quick throwback. Yeah, you know what? I, I see where you could be coming from saying it's pretty cheese, but it's meant to be. So it's almost more in like that camp kind of idea. That's fair. That, like, th- I love this song. We cover this song in my band for like party time. It's it's just it's not meant to be something that is. Uh, it it's not meant to be something that is overly thought of. It's not super poetic, straightforward, like a funny kind of a funny tune. Pretty good at drinking beer. I don't. I. It'll always be on my playlist, anyways. You know, judging by the graveyard of empties on this table, I would also say that I, I think we're both pretty good at drinking beer. <laughs> See, this song's going to start meaning something to you now. You don't do windows, so honey, don't ask. But I'm pretty good at drinking beer. Did you uh, did you cover everything you wanted to cover? 
I think so, for the most part. Um, I'm excited to do our uh, our just our general drinking episode. I, I don't mean the episode where we just drink, because that's every episode. I mean the one where we talk <laughs> about just general drinking songs. Yeah, I yeah, because we we really had to weed them down for just only beer on this one. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to them. We'll we'll, we'll scatter it out. We'll th- we'll. Th- We'll, sc- it. we'll scat it out. <laughs> no, we won't do that. We'll, we'll punt it down uh, to a number of episodes down the road. We'll, we'll come back with some more drinking songs All right. at some point soon. All right. What do you say we uh, finish these beers with uh, a record? Yeah. What do you want to listen to? I feel like we probably need to do Wheeler Walker Jr. Yeah, we, ha- we haven't listened to any uh, Wheeler for a while. Any old Wheeler? Some old Wheeler. <laughs> All right. Some summers in Kentucky. <laughs> All right. Country, country music. 